Welcome to the Dreamcatcher Podcast, a place where you'll receive a boost of inspiration, practical advice, and tools to maximize your success and personal happiness. And that's not all. You'll also get plenty of guidance on how you can use your gifts, talents, and compassion to contribute towards making the world a better place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a preview of what's in store and to also receive a free ebook. To sign up, simply visit www.thedreamcatch.com. Now it's my pleasure to introduce you to the host of the Dreamcatcher podcast, Celine Chinoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dreamcatcher podcast, a place where your dreams can find a voice. The shadow self contains our fears, old traumas, and insecurities. Many of us fear facing our darkness, and our first instinct is to suppress it. But our shadow craves to be seen and understood. Not coming to terms with it can cause harm to our well-being and cause us to self-sabotage. According to my guest, Anna Sui, there is magic to be found in the shadow self because it contains the secrets to accessing our unique gifts and genius. She'll share more in this conversation. Anna Sui is a coach, international writer, speaker, and serial entrepreneur. She is the founder of the Intuitive Business School and her best-selling book, Shadow Magic, Turn Your Fear into Fuel and Create a Prosperous Coaching Business shows readers how to overcome their personal self-sabotage and building a thriving career and business. She has created a proprietary method that helps people directly align with their personal genius and create thriving signature businesses. Anna will help us better understand our shadow and how it operates. She'll also describe the inner saboteur how it causes self-sabotage, and the steps we can take to replace it with a more empowering voice. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to like, rate, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Thanks. Hi, Anna. How are you doing today? Hi, Celine. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm very well. Thank you. It is lovely to have you on the show. I'm excited to talk to you about a topic that intrigues me, and I assume many of our listeners as well, and that is the shadow self. And uh, your book, Shadow Magic, is a helpful guide on this topic. Although I know it is geared towards those who own a coaching business, I think all of us can glean wisdom from it. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. It's meant for entrepreneurs, but I've had so many people apply it in their everyday lives because the biggest takeaway uh, from readers uh, they've told me is they didn't realize they had a shadow self that's actually running the show, that's actually running their business and running their careers and their lives. And the book, I think, gives exposure to that. So before we start talking about that and unpacking what you've written, uh, Anna, let's begin with your journey and how it led to the work that you do today. In your book, you write, your business needs you to fully own your story and stand for your beliefs. Your special blend of weirdness, experiences, beliefs, and perspective on the world. So how did you 
realizes and eventually share your story with your clients? I love that question because I think so many of us have our own blend of weirdness, which is the same as genius, but we don't realize it. You know, so I come from this immigrant background. Um, I grew up on a farm in Southern China and we moved into this country, completely different energy, right? And um, growing up, I had a really uh, tough experience as the immigrant kid. And then as I got older, I was exploring the world. I lived in different places. I did a couple of international startups. And when I, um, when my grandparents got sick, that's when I went back into the US. And basically someone asked me to be their coach. And I was like, what is that? I have no clue. And I actually had nothing to coach people on because I didn't have a specific coaching certification or anything like that. But one thing I knew that when I was thinking about it, one thing that I knew that I was good at was actually energy. And actually in my spare time, um, long distance, I had become a Reiki master. I had just taken classes. I studied um, under a teacher. I got in tuned. And I was like, you know, it's so interesting. I never thought that this would be something special. Uh, It was just something that I was passionate about or interested in, energy healing. But that was the actually only thing that I was certified in. And so I became this coach that was really an energy healer. And when I set up shop in Boston, Massachusetts, I instantly got um, three, four executive level clients. These were my first clients, basically, other than you know my friends in the beginning. And I was like, this person saw my company, which was called Little Red Boar at the time, and it had rainbows. And it was just kind of silly. But these were real executives of real, there were biotech and fintech companies. And it was just something that they craved. It was something that they wanted. And I was half their age, at least, right? And some of them were still actually in touch. So I never would have thought that my random interests and hobbies, uh, being energy work and kind of the esoteric thing, would actually be part of my signature program. And then I thought, oh, what if I actually went deeper into this? Versus go the mainstream route of whatever their profession is. Um, And eventually I did become a business coach, but a lot of it was based in energetics. And I went even more deeply into the the kind of silly, crazy stuff that I was into, which was energy work. And it ended up working really well for me because I really stood out. And the more that I got deeply into those gifts, um, the more I stood out uh, versus all of the other business coaches out there. Hmm, interesting. And did you have any corporate experience prior to getting these clients? The last job that I ever had, I was the business and operations manager for a venture development space. And I was in my early 20s. Um, and I was the first one in the office and the last one out. But that's my exposure to a bunch of entrepreneurs and also corporate life, where I was working twice as much as everyone else because I was the youngest and I guess I had the time and the energy, but I was paid the least. (laughs) But I had a lot of fun. And actually it was an entrepreneur who was at the development center, venture development center that told me, you know, and I noticed that you're the first one in, you're the last one out. Uh, And he kind of gave me this kind of understanding of corporate life, which is it doesn't necessarily reward you for being the best at what you do or for being the most passionate at what you do. And he, his words actually really encouraged me to go off on my own um, to do other things. And I did a startup in China and we did uh, something in Italy too. Uh, it was just a lot more fun. Mm. So he he was the one who gave you that courage to like step out and try something different. 
Yeah, it was more like he gave me a a 10 year because, um, you know, he's been in the corporate world for a very long time. And so he basically gave me a 10 year trajectory on this is what's going to happen to you. You're going to get a little bit of promotion. Right. And then you're gonna say, well, you know, I'll quit next year, you know, because I just got a promotion. But then what will happen is you'll get they'll be like, oh, but we want to give you another promote. And it's true. Like when I actually left, they wanted to offer me um, an assistant director role. And I was like, that's amazing. As a 20 something year old, I would never. But then I thought about his words. What is it that in my heart I really wanted? And it was to do entrepreneurship. So better, you know, sooner than ever. Mm. And did that did that process require you to reckon with your insecurities or your shadow self? Absolutely. That is such a great observation because anytime that uh, anybody, we make any change in our lifestyle, our shadow comes up. And for me, of course, it was a shadow of failure. This was a really nice job, you know, like a steady paycheck, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of prestige in that area because we were hosting international delegations, right? We were hosting um, uh, government officials because it was a really innovative center. And uh, it was leaving something that was secure and that I actually really enjoyed to pursue something that I thought I would enjoy even more, um, but wasn't sure. And so our shadow self, like my shadow self is composed of a lot of my childhood uh, fears, right? Uh, life is really hard. You need to work really hard. If something is working out for you, you stick with it for the rest of your life, right? Everyone depends on you. You're not smart enough to do something else. And so for me to um, really hear those voices, it was very scary. Um, and I guess that was the uh, the benefit of being young <laughs> at that point yeah. is you just right. kind of Go for it, right? Go for it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And as you're speaking, I'm thinking a lot of people listening to this will probably relate to you because there's someone who's stuck in a corporate job who wants to take that leap of faith and do something entrepreneurial or creative. and, And they are probably facing their shadow. So tell us more about the shadow self and how it can, you know, kind of prevent us from moving forward in our life. Yeah, that's so true. And the times, right, are so different now. And some of us are like, oh, we should be so happy that we even have a job because who knows what will happen tomorrow. You know what I mean? And for a lot of entrepreneurs, actually, I see them also getting stuck in their uh, in their narrative or in their niche. Maybe they're more passionate, you know, to something else, but they don't want to pivot because, well, I've made money doing this thing or taking Facebook ads, you know, for so long, I don't want to change and, you know, explore TikTok or whatever it is. Our shadow self keeps us stuck like so much more than we think. So we all know when there's a part of us that's like, "Ah, I want to do something different. You know this. If you feel this, you know it. Mm -hmm. And the part that's keeping you stuck are the voices from your shadow, from your unconscious, because change is very scary to our ego. And we don't want to change because it could mean sudden death, right? Or it could mean, uh, it could mean failure. And when we realize, uh, when we really truly look at our lives, we might realize that our shadow is actually the one running the show. It's the one that's kept us at this unhappy job for 
five, 10, 20 years. It's the thing that's kept us doing the same thing because it's worked. Even though if you look year after year, it doesn't really work because everything's always changing, right? But we're still doing the same thing or maybe we're in the same relationship and we feel like it's not the best relationship for us. And I don't mean leave the relationship, but you can change the same relationship you have with someone at any time, right? But we don't see these options when we're stuck in this fear-based unchanging place. And I think it's really important for people, especially right now, to get honest and really think, hmm, is my fear, my shadow self, my unhealed inner child really running the show in my business? And there's, um, you know, like a checklist in the book, you can really do an assessment um, on whether or not, you know, you're running the business as your executive conscious self, or is your unconscious running the business by keeping you um, not visible uh, by preventing you from reaching out to people, by preventing you from speaking your truth because it can be scary. Maybe you lose some of your audience, right? Get really honest. Like, is is your shadow running the show or are you? Hmm. And when you say by you, you mean the executive self, right? The one that has a higher perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. The part of you that is the CEO of your business, the part of you that's the CEO of your life, the part of you that's really conscious and comes from, let's say, uh, either a neutral place or an abundance-based decision-making process, or even um, like a healthy decision-making process. Like, is this job, is this corporate job taking a toll on my health? Well, I care about my health. How can I make changes? But if we're in our shadow self, it's uh, largely fear-based and based in the past. Um it kind of prevents us from making healthy decisions in the now. So that's, yeah, that's exactly what I mean by shadow self. Hmm. And how does it feel different in our body? Like, well, how do we know when we're in the shadow and when we're in the executive self? Oh, I love this question. Um, I'm going to use my, one of my previous clients as an example. Um, let's just call her um, Rebecca. Um, so someone asked her, Hey, Rebecca, we have this, um, there's a speaker coming into town, you know, she's great. She's part of your profession. Um, do you want to go with me? I got tickets, right. It'll help you because it'll be kind of like business development for you. And she's like, Oh yeah, that seems like a good idea. Okay. Let me think on it. Did not go. <laughs> she didn't end up going because what happened was another friend asked her, Hey, Rebecca, we're going skiing. Do you want to come? And she was like, Yes, yes, I want to come. Instantly left, right? To go skiing. And I give you that example because sometimes it's subtle, right? The, the shadow, you feel kind of trapped. You feel like, Oh, maybe I should do this thing, right? I have to do this thing. Otherwise, I'm going to fail. Or, you know, I should go to that meeting or that presentation because it's good for my business. And if I don't go, then, you know, maybe I won't be so innovative or I won't get more clients. It's that kind of energy where you feel restricted. Mm -hmm. However, your higher self energy, your it's the, the energy of abundance is actually a lot more fun. It's a lot more open because when you think about it, true abundance is you realize that at any point you can uh, get another job, you can uh, make more money, you can get another client, right? Because your energy is so radiant because you're in that kind of open, abundant energy. You're not fear-based. And so she was like, yes, I want to go skiing. It was this gut like, yes, that feels really good. That feels yeah. like fun. That feels like self-expression. It's, it's interesting you say that because um, I don't know if you know Sonia Shaket, but she's an expert when it comes to intuition and kind of finding ways to tune into our, to our intuitive self. And she talks about 
how important it is to be in a lighter energy and how to stop being so bogged down by the heaviness of life. So I think absolutely, you know, I think that definitely has. Yeah, uh, because the energy that you come from, so you're absolutely right. Like if we come from a a heavy energy, you're going to perpetuate the energy in your life. Mm. But the beautiful thing, and I love that you made this observation, you can change it at any time. It's easier said than done, right? But sometimes just going for a walk, you can completely change your energy. And especially now, because like all of the economic structures, the government structures, the world is really going through like a changing phase, a transition. The more that you can allow yourself to be in your creative energy, in this lighter energy, how good can my life get versus planning for the worst, right? How good can my life get now that everything is changing? And maybe tech in the US, tech is downsizing, right? And instead of being like, I'm losing my job, I'm losing my high paying job. It's almost like, okay, well, what is it that I really wanted to do? What can I explore? You know, I have a little bit of bandwidth maybe, or how can I create bandwidth to do some of the things, explore some of the things, maybe it's content creation, maybe it's open a bakery. I don't know. That would be really, that would feel lighter. That would feel like my life has a better essence to it. That is what's going to get rewarded as these times change. And actually mm-hmm. in the rise of AI too, the creativity is going to get rewarded. Right. Right. I mean, that's the direction the world is going heading in, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we do go down the rabbit hole and we kind of do self-sabotage. In fact, you have a term for it. You call it the self-sabotage spiral. Um, So tell us what exactly that is and how do we stay conscious of when we are under its influence? I love that question because I know so many people are going to have their minds blown right now. Because you asked this question, because a lot of things that happen, it's actually because of our unconscious self-sabotage, but we don't realize it. And I'll give uh, some examples. Um, Whenever, uh, let's say um, me even, or one of my clients, they're about to launch a program or open up uh, or, you know, launch a book or something, something new, right? Something interesting, something exciting. It's a change, it's a transition. So whatever their self-sabotage pattern is, it will show up. So you better plan for it. So some people, uh, their self-sabotage pattern is they get sick. And it's not like a made up sick, right? It's like, no, I really feel, I really feel ill. I really really? need to take some medicine. Yeah. I really need to sleep. I really need to. And sometimes they really get sick. Like they get the cold, the flu or something. But here's where you recognize if it's uh, self-sabotage is, is it a pattern? Um, I know other people where uh, they'll just get really busy. For some reason, they're about to launch a new program, let's say, and then, oh, they they have visitors from out of town coming in or their dishwasher explodes or, you know, something and they get really, really busy and they're like, I can't, I can't do this launch conveniently enough. I have to push it off, right? For another week or two or whatever. So look at the patterns that happen in your life um, around certain um, occurrences, around certain events, like business events, or sometimes it could be like financial events, right? Like maybe you um, get get paid that week or you you had a really great launch. Sometimes you self-sabotage after great events because it's also a change. After like good events, it's also a change. So just look at, do you get sick around certain times? Do you get really busy around certain times, right? Like what is your pattern and plan for it? Some people, their pattern is burnout and uh, you just got to plan for it. I know people after they have like a big conference or whatever, they'll just 
stay an extra day just so they don't burn out. You know, they'll stay an extra day at the hotel because they know that they're going to be tired and they're going to get sick if they just go straight back into work. Mm, That is so interesting, especially the part about, you know, getting sick. I didn't know that that could happen. And that was a form of self-sabotage. Yeah, I've just noticed it. So I wrote the book because I noticed patterns in the people that I was working with and the clients I was working with. And I was like, hey, have you noticed that last time we you had a launch, you also got sick? And you know, I'm not arguing if they're really sick or not. They were really sick. But it was their subconscious saying, no, don't do it because you need to show up to strangers and we want to stay here and stay safe. And their subconscious way of doing that was being sick. Would it also mean that what they're trying to avoid is something that is not really resonating with them or may not be the best option for them? Yes, I love that is such a good question. No one because you know your body is probably trying to tell you something. You know, if you're if you're if you're getting sick, if you're trying to avoid, you know, doing certain things or attending certain events, I think. I, th- I think there's something going on inside. There's some resistance. Yes. And that's a really good question is like, when do you know when it's your intuition or self-sabotage? Like when's your intuition saying, don't do this thing or self-sabotage, don't do this thing because it could mean that you might be happy or successful. And that's different from, you know, uh, the status quo, right? That's a really, really good question. And I think it's really important for people to develop this understanding of themselves. Like what is intuition? How does your intuition speak to you? And what is self-sabotage? And how does it keep hold you back? And I find that with intuition, it's, um, there's, it, it feels different to me. Intuition feels like, um, just don't do this thing. Uh, and it's a knowing it's kind of like, I feel like I shouldn't do this thing where self-sabotage, it kind of, it feels like it's pulling you backwards and it's making you, it's like a visceral discomfort almost. And the best thing I think to distinguish, because in the moment it can feel like the same thing, is you really need to know what you want. And in those moments where you're just feeling good and you're thinking, oh, like, you know, do I want to go to this event? You know, do I want to meet this person? And, you know, you're just thinking you're in a clear space you're going to get a yes or a no. You're going to get a, um, like Rebecca, you know, well, I should go to this thing, but I really don't want to, right? Notice how your intuition works there. Like I, my head says I should go to this thing because it's good for me professionally. But, you know, maybe my intuition is like, I don't really want to do it. And guess what? You can probably make more um, business connections when you're doing something fun, like skiing, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, because you're in this, again, that light energy. So uh, from your question, I would advise people to, when you're in a neutral spot, just really notice what it feels like when you really want something or when you don't want something. Because when I looked at my life, I was going to all these networking events, you know, I was doing all the stuff that felt like an obligation. I didn't really want to do it. And Lo and behold, when I do fun things, that's when I get amazing introductions and when I make the most money. Like, yeah, because your energy is just right? different. But it makes sense. Right? Yeah. Yes. It makes sense when you look at it energetically, when you feel into energetically, when your energy is alive and happy, that's when you're the most magnetic, you know? Mm. Yeah, I love that. Do you recommend any tools or techniques that we can use to tune in and to figure out whether whether it's our inner saboteur or if it's our intuition? 
Yes. You need to be able to discern what's going on in here because there's a lot of things. And I really love um, Byron Katie. She does the work. Mm. And I think it's a really great initial step because you're learning, oh, my thoughts create a reaction in my body. And if I just get rid of the thought that's giving me suffering, I'm at peace just by getting getting rid of the thought, you know? So I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. Because someone who's more cerebral, like myself, I feel like sometimes I kind of get lost in my thoughts and I tend to overanalyze. Um, yeah. And that can kind of get in the way of really understanding where it's coming from. Yes. That is also a pattern, uh, the overanalyzation. And so that's something that uh, I would say plan for it, right? So whenever you see it come in, maybe you're, you want to make a big decision or whatever, you just know that you're going to overanalyze it. So like plan for that, right? So it's like, okay, I know I'm going to overanalyze it. So let me just make sure I take a walk, take a break. And then when, again, when I'm back into this like neutral state, that's not overanalyzing or that's not whatever our natural behavior is, right? When we kind of do too much, um, when you're in balance, do I really want this, right? Do I really want to pursue this? Does this feel like something that's going to make me happy? And like knowing you is the name of the game, knowing how you function, yeah, knowing understanding how you show up in time to stress. Mm-hmm. Yes, the patterns. Yeah, plan for it. I always tell everyone, everyone self-sabotages in some way. So just plan for it. Know how you do it, plan for it. And then guess what? You end up learning from it. And then next time it's not, it's not as bad or sometimes it even goes away. Hmm. I know some people actually name, give a name to these voices or these entities um, so that they can recognize and distinguish them. Have you heard that? That is really, yeah. I have heard that. And sometimes I'll even um, tell people, what does it look like or feel like if it was a cartoon character? Yes. Yeah. 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 Because you're right. It has a really clear, distinctive voice, energy, Mm -hmm. tone, you know, so when, because I'm an overthinker too. So when overthinking happens, I just like, it feels very different, right? So do you have a name for your overthinking personality? Yeah. I think of the girl supervisor that I had in high school. Her name was Mrs. Brandish. If she's listening to this, I'm sorry, but it's like, because she was very strict and stern and she she brought up a lot of fear. Let's just put it that way. So I, I kind of picture her. So I, yeah. Yeah. So you can distinguish. Yeah. I think that's so brilliant. Yeah. I've had yeah. some people say that it feels like almost like, um, like a, like an angry dog, right. Oh, or even dog. like a really playful dog. That's like, come pay attention to me. Don't do your thing. Right. And yeah, yeah I love that because you can really distinguish what the energy is. Beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. So Anna, how do we begin kind of making that transition and moving away from the saboteur and replacing it with a more empowering voice? When you first get to know your saboteur, um, there's kind of this mainstream uh, narrative where it's like crush your fear, you know, like kill your anxiety. Like it's a very, at least here in the States, it's very almost like destroy your ego and you That's know you don't want to do that you're isn't it yeah it's very masculine and it's very mm. like crush it right no you don't want to do that because it's a part of you and it can give you so much prosperity as well because our inner saboteur it's something that everyone has and it's a great 
connective tissue. And when we're able to overcome it, when we're able to build a relationship with it, when we're able to really see it, you know, like, you know, like that voice of, you know, like your uh, previous teacher um, and you can recognize it and still be in your executive self and make CEO decisions when you can overcome it in that way, then this is a constant, great connection tool, marketing tool, right? And guaranteed almost all of your, if you're client facing, your clients have the same kind of self-sabotage voice as you do. It's a really powerful thing if you can learn to utilize your saboteur and when you can build a relationship with it, because most people have this same thing going and most people are also controlled by their saboteurs. And so you just have this next level ability to not just connect with them, but also help them. And it's actually a part of us and it still definitely wants to keep us safe and it evolves. And so just notice it'll never go away. Like it's not meant to go away. Um, But the more that you're able to move into this lighter energy coming from fun, coming from love, what you'll realize is it begins to change. This is kind of like the next level evolution of your saboteur and they begin to work together and Hmm. you begin to be able to come more from that light love energy that basically leads to a happier life. And the saboteur like helps you in that process. It's a really interesting thing, you know, and that's kind of like the the future if you begin doing this work. Um, but to answer your question, get to know how you self-sabotage yourself, get to know that energy, name it, you know, give it a character or whatever. And then the more you can move into love energy, abundance energy, even just fun energy or creative energy while you're doing your work, that means you're overcoming this heaviness and you're bringing more of that lightness into your life and your work becomes so much more creative right? Because this is the saboteur is like kind of like this collective um, heaviness, but you want to kind of birth new things. And the more you move into light energy, but still having that, uh, that relationship with your saboteur, it's really, really powerful. Mm. So what I'm hearing you say is learn how to work with the inner saboteur because it's not going away. Yeah, it's not going, and it's a rich, rich resource for um, your creativity, for marketing, um, for understanding what your clients are feeling, because they probably have very likely. So typically our clients are similar to us, right? Um, It's kind of the people who gravitate towards us, at least in the world of coaching, they're really similar to me, right? Similar age, usually uh, female, right? And um, kind of international and they have similar belief systems, right? My clients are all spiritual, even though they say they're not, but like they are somehow it's weird. They're very similar, right? Because they just find that weirdness and they're like, you're speaking my language. You're speaking the truth that's inside me. Let me find you. And my fears about visibility in my business, my fears about overcoming generational um, trauma, generational poverty, all this stuff. Like it's a, it's something that a lot of them, most of them also have to deal with. But because I know myself, because I've gone through that process of going through my fears and overcoming my fears, I can spot that in them. And then I say, and they're like, how did you know that? How did you know I was going through this stuff? Oh, because I went through this myself. 
right? And maybe they're not going to do the exact same thing, but it's very similar. So the more that we know ourselves and our saboteur, the more that we can understand people. And I think the people who are the best marketers, um, the best executives, they know themselves the most, right? Because when you know yourself, you really know other people very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's so true. And they're just more empathetic, too. They just have this warmth because they they get you. Yeah. And what's the flip side when you ignore all of your when you push it down and you ignore like all of the uh, inner shadows, the inner child stuff, when you ignore that, you become kind of this weird one dimensional person. And you can't really go deep with anyone, uh, which is fine. Maybe there's a market for that. Right. But that's like the other side of it. You can't really connect with people. Uh, on a deep level, you can connect with them on a surface level. Maybe your marketing looks really pretty, right? I know a lot of people who, you know, do decent and their marketing's re- they just don't go deep with people, right? So it depends on yeah. how you want to work. And it's interesting. Those kind of people kind of trigger me. <laughs> I don't know why. So I've been doing my own, trying to reflect on that because I've seen people like that who have big platforms who um, don't really have that ability to connect with others. They just they kind of one dimensional, as you said, but they still seem to be succeeding. And I'm just like, hmm, how is that working? There's so many right. people, like you said, and it triggers me too. It drives me crazy. So when you're able to resolve this inner feeling of powerlessness, which it doesn't matter, you know, if uh, what external factor is bringing on that inner feeling, the gift is that person, that movement is showing you there's a part of you that feels powerless in the face of something. And so when you can really look at that part of you and have her feel seen, you know, why do you feel powerless? It's a part of us, right? Why do you feel powerless? And what can I do to make you feel more powerful? What can I do to make you feel better? And when you give that to her, just, it's just energy work. It's just in your imagination. You're talking to that part of you, right? When she is settled, you're going to realize, oh, I don't feel powerless at all. I actually like am really connected to what I'm doing and it's going to free up so much energy for you to be even more creative. And you might even be able to use what they're doing in a different creative way, right? And so like when we're able to confront these feelings that get triggered and heal them by doing inner child work or just, I say like you're just talking to that part of yourself and letting mm-hmm. them feel better, you free up so much energy that some maybe you you're even excited that these people are doing whatever they're doing because you're like oh it gives me even more impact and even more of a mission for the work that I'm doing it frees up all this really cool energy yeah i mean just you talking about it makes me feel better <laughs> so um but it has a lot to do with our inner wounds right uh, anna like you actually mentioned that that the wound is the key to wholeness. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that before we end our conversation. Yeah, I love this. And I love what you're doing, Celine. And I know that what you're doing you. is only going to grow. Yeah. And the reason why like these wounds come up is because they're ready for, they're ready to be healed. Uh, the shadow a lot of times comes from childhood trauma. You know, when Someone tells you that you're not good at this or, you know, you need to really struggle and suffer and work really hard and self-sacrifice yourself to be successful. All these things that we're told were actually meant to heal. 
And so if we allow ourselves to look at these wounds and heal them through inner child work or energy work, or just having a conversation with them, and you'll instantly feel a difference. It's pretty remarkable when you connect to that part of you. That's like, I'm really scared. I don't feel like I can do this. Right. Or if we make this change, we're, we're going to be really sad and alone and everyone's going to leave us. It doesn't make logical sense, but those are the fears. And you can talk to this part of you and soothe them and ask them what they need to feel better you actually instantly feel better. And here's where the blessing comes in. It's amazing. So because you kind of went into the the darkness, if you will, you actually can bring in even more light. So let's say like people who are very surface, right? They can have like, they can control like this amount of light. And again, they can look really good. They can sound really good, whatever. But when you kind of pierce in, they're like, there's like nothing really there underneath. But if you've done the shadow work, the light comes like, all the way through. And I'm getting chills as I'm even saying this because your whole being becomes illuminated with this like grounded wisdom, with this electromagnetic magnetic energy that only happens when you transform something within yourself. So it's a really powerful gift. And people can tell the difference, especially your people can tell the difference. And this is where you will be paid more for what you do. This is when People will seek you out amongst the sea of other, you know, uh, coaches or podcasters or engineers or whatever it is, because your energy will actually be luminous in a different way. And you'll approach life in a very different way where you're not controlled by your fears, controlled by your self-sabotage. You get this confidence of, oh, no matter what fear comes up, that's actually kind of exciting because it's actually going to make my work even better and more creative. Like that is the ultimate flex, I think. Mm, that's beautiful. And you can actually feel that uh, lightness and that luminosity when you're in the presence of someone who's done the work. Like I've felt that with certain uh, certain personal development gurus like Wayne Dyer, like the late Wayne Dyer. I felt that around him. Um, and it, it's just a different different sort of vibe that you get from people who have done that in a work. And I, you're right. It has a really positive effect on our work and our creativity. And I really think it's worth going on that journey. Absolutely. You're going to love your life if you go on that journey, because when you go on that journey, you attract a whole different group of people Mm -hmm. into your life. You attract different friends and it's the best thing. You attract different clients, you attract different opportunities. And really it's going to be, and I think the, the success of people now as the world is changing the success is really going to be how good can you believe your life can be? And this, the crazy thing is a lot of people, and this is people that I know, those are people that I live with. A lot of people don't believe their life can be better than what it is now. It, a lot of people actually think it's going to be worse. And whatever you believe in will come true. So for all of your listeners who are just like blessed to be listening to your podcast, how good can you believe your life can be? That will be how good your life will be. Mm, well, that is such a beautiful note to end our conversation. Anna, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. You are just full of light and love. I'm so glad that I was able to get you on, on the show. Thanks for having me, Celine. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. And I just want to let our listeners know, if you want to know about Anna's coaching services and her book, Shadow Magic, please visit her website, annasui.com. The link will be in the description. All right, Anna, I hope you have an excellent rest of your day.
Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. I hope I can meet you in person one day. That'd be awesome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please subscribe to my podcast and feel free to share it with your friends and family. Take care and speak soon.